Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about what about the Illuminati? That's correct, what about the Illuminati? Now, this first article comes to us from express.co.uk, written by Sebastian Ketley, dated November 29th, 2019. The title says, UFO Sightings and the Illuminati. Study finds conspiracy theorists surprisingly ordinary. Now, of course, you and I know that we're not so much conspiracy theorists as conspiracy analysts. And, of course, we're ordinary, just like every other person. That's what you would expect from sample size. I mean, you get people that are, that are ordinary, people that are different, just like society as a whole. UFO sightings, alien encounters, and claims of the Illuminati may seem bizarre and outlandish on the Internet, but the people behind the popular conspiracies are far from crackpots wearing tinfoil hats, a researcher has claimed. Notice the phrase, has claimed. I find that to be a little bit of pre-bunking going on in this article. Usually the, when there's somebody has a, has a uh, study like this, they'll say has found. But here they've said has claimed. So they're already putting a little doubt in your mind. Researchers at the Australian National University, or ANU, took a deep dive into online conspiracy forums to study the people who write them. The study published in PLOS, PLOS 1, that's PLOS 1, trawled through more than 2 billion Reddit comments to build a profile of conspiracy theorists. Notice the word trawled, like they're dragging through the garbage dump. Okay, Just look at the verbiage they're using. Surprisingly, the research found conspiracists, on the whole, tend to be pretty ordinary individuals. Not surprisingly. That's exactly what I would expect. According to ANU's Dr. Colin Klein, conspiracy theorists on Reddit's R Conspiracy Forum discuss a wide range of topics from UFOs to the 911 terrorist attacks. Well, people talk about anything that doesn't make sense. They're naturally sorting through the facts, and when they catch authority figures engaging in deception and lies, then they can be assured there's probably a conspiracy underfoot. And that's what they're talking about. They're trying to make sense of things. You know, the human mind hates disconsonance. It doesn't like it when we're being told one thing, but we see another. That upsets people. So they're just trying to make sense of it. Make sense of it. Conspiracy analyst, not a conspiracy theorist. Dr. Klein said in the past, before the rise of online forums like Reddit, yeah, pesky old Reddit, we tended to only hear about the most extreme views, and those people tended to be natu- and those people tended naturally to be worried about talking to someone else about their beliefs. Yeah, like who the actual assassin might have been of a particular president back in what 1964. These massive online forums paint a very different picture. It says the enormous set of comments we examined showed many conspiracy users actually have more sensible interest. For example, conspiracy theories about police abuse of power are common. That's not so crazy. These people might believe false things, but with good reason, because similar things have happened in the past. Well, how do you know they're false? According to Dr. Klein's research, there are significant differences in the language online conspiracists use compared to other active forum members. Dr. Klein found the difference in language are subtle to make conspiracists stand out from the crowd of Reddit users. You mean they don't speak like sheep? He said, you might find they talk more about power and power structures, but their language is not that different from what originally goes on in the forum, like politics. You can't distinguish them from that. Well, I think to I think to postulate that we don't live in a society that contains power, power structures, 
would just be foolish. You have to have power structures in any society because people have to be forced to do things that they don't like to do sometimes. Uh, I would like to speed a lot more than I do, but I can't because I'll get a hefty speeding fine. And that's the way it has to be because if somebody else who can't drive as good as me happens to speed, they could cause a terrible accident. So this, this is the thing. We have to have laws, and we have to have law in order in order for us to all inhabit the same, the same general space. It's very easy to look at conspiracy theories and think they're super wacky and that people who believe in them are crazy, but it's actually much more continuous with a lot of things we do every day. Low-level theorizing goes on a lot in everyday life. I'm inclined to think the stuff you see online is just a strong outgrowth of that. Well, the things we see online, are it's an exchange of information. It's a place where we can go talk about stuff that we'll never see on the news. And we can look at it in an unbiased way. Or maybe in a way it's biased toward the truth. On top of outlandish theories and wacky claims, Dr. Klein said conspiracists are also very motivated by current affairs and events. Yes, people want to know what's affecting them day to day. The 2016 presidential election of Donald Trump, for instance, marked a critical moment for Reddit users. Dr. Klein said, for example, Reddit attracted a whole new set of users following the election of President Donald Trump. He also generates quite a lot of infighting amongst users. This is what makes it such a great way to study social dynamics. Well, you had an outsider. People were talking about it. Unfortunately, at some critical points in his presidency, he made incorrect decisions, like the lockdown, which pretty much uh, condemned him to lose the next election. Unfortunately, but it was just this notion that this outsider might be coming in and disclosing some of the truth, the truth about the JFK assassination, which he didn't do, the truth about UFOs, which he didn't do, the truth about a lot of things, a few things he exposed, some things he did correctly, a lot of things didn't get done. It just shows you how well insulated the deep state is. I'm sure there was much, many, many, many things going on that he had no clue about. Maybe if he had spent a little more time investigating than tweeting, he would have got more things done. But it's just a notion that this outsider could come in and lift this veil of secrecy that gets people excited. Dr. Klein's study also looked at how people are drawn to post on conspiracy forums in the first place. Being able to find like-minded individuals on the Internet has helped conspiracy theorists congregate on forums. Well, people are naturally going to gravitate toward areas where they can find information that helps them determine the truth. Okay? They're not looking to be told what to believe. They're looking to they're looking to set things straight in their own mind. They're looking to figure out what's going on around them because that's just a survival instinct. To be situationally to be situationally aware is a survival instinct. Dr. Klein said we follow people who started using Reddit and posted for about six months before they ended up on our slash conspiracy. You find you find two people who, for example, both started on the popular Ask Me Anything Reddit, and one ends up talking about conspiracies and one doesn't. People who go on to post our slash conspiracy also tend to be overrepresented in the political forums, but it's not like they're hyper-focused. This suggests a more active process where people are seeking out sympathetic communities. This process of finding like-minded people is something we see a lot of on the internet. Well, of course, they're in the political site. I mean, think about it. You have a few hundred people that run the country, and those people are given uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars by lobbyists, and in turn, they write laws that benefit those 
handlers for those lobbyists, not millions, but billions. So there is a motive behind the scenes. The motive behind the scenes is money. You know, what's a good book say? The love of money is the root of all evil. Well, there's an awful lot of money loving going on in Washington, D.C. and every other world capital. They're doling out their resources. And so it's in the interest of those people, if they're doing things that are unethical, to be, to be deceptive. Voila, there's your conspiracy. And people who uh, have common sense, who have critical thinking skills, see this, they're interested in it, and then they wonder, well, how far does it go? Well, how much money is involved? That should tell you how far it goes. Now, the next article I want to look at here is from Vox.com. It gets a little bit more into the Illuminati itself. I just wanted to give you that first article just to set the framework uh, for what the reality is of people who ask questions. People ask questions about things like, I wonder if the Illuminati is real. Does it still exist? Do secret, do secret societies still exist? Do they impact our society, our music scene, our politics, our banking system? Am I, as George Carlin said, not part of the big group? So that's a naturally curious state to be in. People that have, as I said, critical thinking skills or just a simple survival instinct of situational awareness want to know who has a power around me because there's so much hidden power. Okay? It says, nine questions about the Illuminati you were too afraid to ask. Now, this is by Phil Edwards. It says this date of January 19th, 2016. It's got a little video here with it. I'll go ahead and leave a link on the Buy Me a Coffee site. It says, when it comes to shadowy cabals that supposedly control the world, the Illuminati should be at the top of the conspiracy theorist list. An Illuminati Facebook page has 3.4 million likes. Madonna writes songs about the group and YouTube channels calling pretty much everyone Illuminati notch almost 200,000 subscribers. To sort out the truth about the Illuminati, I consulted, this is the author speaking, I consulted a variety of experts on the subject. Mark A. Finster, a law professor at the University of Florida and author of Conspiracy Theories, Secrecy and Power in American Culture, sums up the group's long-lasting appeal. It's absurd on its face that you've got this scared group that's, excuse me, this sacred group that's more than 300 years old and continue to see arguments about its relevance today, he says. The fact that discussions is alive is amazing. What's amazing to me that he would refer to this as a sacred group. It says, Illuminati wasn't always just some crazy chimera. It used to be a very real group with ambitious goals. Even though it doesn't exist anymore, the fact that many people still have paranoid beliefs about it reveals a lot about power, our culture, and of course, what we think about Jay-Z. Now you see the little bit of facetious there on, facetiousness there on the end, referencing Jay-Z, the rapper, and all his Illuminati assemblage. And then you see the word paranoid used. This is this is pre-bunking. They're trying to set your mind up so that you'll put your put your defenses down. Imagine you are that uh, fleet-footed impala drinking out the water hole, and you look to your right and you see a couple of big old lions sitting over there. But you know another lion to your left says, "Don't worry about them. No worries. Drink all you want. No need to be situationally aware. We know better." First question says, what is the Illuminati? In a historical sense, the term Illuminati refers to the Barbarian Illuminati 
a secret society that operated for only a decade from 1776 to 1785. This organization was founded by Abraham Weishaupt, a German law professor who believed strongly in Enlightenment ideals and his Illumin... I'm going to kill this word. Illuminat Norden sought to promote those ideals among elites. Weishaupt wanted to educate Illuminati members in reason, philanthropy, and other secular values so they could influence political decision when they came to power. Now remember, 1776, of course, is just kicking off the Revolutionary War. The Founding Fathers had to use secret societies too, like the Masons. Keep in mind, at this time, there was no First Amendment, no no recognition of freedom of speech. Uh, if you were taught, if you were caught talking openly about these things, questioning the power of the king or whoever, uh, you you could end up dead, dead in a big way. Bavaria, of course, I think it's pronounced Baron in German. They're in uh, south southeast Germany, and this would have been about the time, you know, the Roman Empire. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire, I believe, had collapsed or was about was on the verge of collapsing. Germany was a collection of you know different little principalities and states. Some of them were nominally ruled by the uh, Holy Roman Emperor, some by princes. Uh, a lot of conflict had been going on since about 1500 or something with uh, Martin Luther King, excuse me, Martin Luther, and so you had in the context of this, you had all this notion of power <clears throat> being challenged, the, the power of the Catholic Church being challenged. The power of all these uh, petty dictators being challenged. It was this constant struggle and upheaval happening in Germany. Out of this was born the Illuminati, this notion that we can rule ourselves and maybe we are the power. There is no power. I think the Illuminati even kind of go forward with the notion of, you know, kind of the the, the no heaven or hell, the no God, uh, no king, uh, just, just us. Well, the Founding Fathers, um, they allowed that idea, but they still... Uh, in their writings and in their philosophies, at least what they shared with the people, was this notion that there was a higher power, whether they referred to it as God or providence or whatever. So kind of going down two different tracks here. You can just kind of see this clear back in 1776. You can see the Founding Fathers uh, taking one track more toward uh, order and recognition of human rights. And, and then you see the Illuminati here just saying, you know what, we're not going to have anything to do with any of the old order. It's a new order as they say, a new world order, and we're going to be in charge. Well, pretty soon what you end up with is this small group of people in charge at the top. They replace God or providence or the king or the church or whatever at the head of that pyramid. And that can be really dangerous because then there's no accountability. With the founding father's uh, version of this illuminated thought, you had accountability. You, you were accountable to God. Your rights came from the creator. You see, so there there was this this notion that there was this all-seeing God. Maybe there was an all-seeing, but it was an all-seeing I in Illuminati. Difference. So, you know, the, the Founding Fathers weren't uh, trying to conceal the truth. They were trying to disperse the truth. Everybody had the right to bear arms. You know, they had they had the right to free speech, except for the poor slaves at that point. That, that, that whole situation hadn't been settled yet. But the, the concept of this illuminated thought, this freedom, this self-determination, under the authority of an almighty, you had that on the side with the colonies, but then over here in Europe, you had this much different type of illuminated thought happening. Like I said, where 
there's no providence, no God at the top of the pyramid, just this small group of people uh, who have reached this almost self-actualized state where they know better. That's very different. It's very dangerous. That goes on and says, in a historical sense, the term Illuminati refers to the Bavarian Illuminati. goes on and says, it was pretty ambitious for six or nine guys, but they really wanted to take over the world, says Chris Hodup, the co-author of Conspiracy Theories and the Secret Societies for Dummies with Alice von Cannon. The Illuminati's goals and reputation often exceeded their means, Hodnep notes. In its early days, the group was just a handful of people, and even at its largest, it only consisted it only consisted of somewhere between 650 and 2,500 members. The group grew to that size by becoming a sort of sleeper cell within other groups. Illuminati members joined Freemasons' lodges to recruit members for their own competing secret society. So see, even though the Illuminati may not exist in a uh, tangible, uh, physical sense today, this philosophy, this concept, this notion of uh, illuminated thought with man at the top, not God, their, uh, their way of seeing the world has been incorporated into so many of these power structures across the planet because they focused on infiltrating uh, power structures all over the world and implementing their uh, worldview. Completely different path than what the Founding Fathers took. It says, what did the Illuminati believe? And then it's got a picture of an owl here. The, the, the owl is, uh, of course, a symbol associated with the, with the Illuminati. I suppose they would tell you that it, cause it, it represents wisdom, but it's also associated with a lot of the Germanic cult activity going way, way, way back. It says, there were two sides to the historical Illuminati, their odd rituals and their ideals. The Illuminati did plenty of unusual things. They used symbols like the owl, adopted pseudonyms to avoid identification, and had complicated hierarchies like Novus, Minervil, and Illuminated Minervil that divided the ranks. In the beginning, Hodep says, Illuminati members didn't trust anyone over 30 because they were too set in their ways. Where have we heard that philosophy before? Other reports of rituals are harder to confirm, but we know that the members were very paranoid and used a spy-like protocol to keep one another's identity secret. But while they were following these bizarre rituals, they also promoted a worldview that reflected Enlightenment ideals like rational thought and self-rule. Anti-clerical and anti-royal, the Illuminati were closer to revolutionaries than world leaders since they sought to infiltrate and upset powerful institutions like the monarchy. Goes on, it says, did the Illuminati manage to control the world? Historians tend to think the Illuminati were only mildly successful, at best in becoming influential. Though, of course, there are also those who believe the Illuminati successfully took over the world and still control it today. If an all-powerful group does dominate the world, we probably wouldn't know about it, it says. Well, look, they didn't have to take over the world. Okay, They released uh, their version of enlightenment upon the world. And that, world, and that version was adopted by an awful lot of people and by an awful lot of powerful people because it was appealing to them. The idea that uh, once you reached a certain state of uh, knowledge where you were a certain intellectual class and you combine that with a certain uh, economic class, all of a sudden you have more money and more knowledge than most of the people around you, then it's okay if you take advantage of people because... You're at the top of the pyramid. 
That's, that's a polar opposite to the Constitution set about by the Founding Fathers in which uh, people serve their country, people of great uh, economic wealth and great intellect serve their country because they felt it was a responsibility. They felt as though rights came from the Creator. So God was at the top of that pyramid. It totally changes how you approach life. It totally changes how you deal with people. If you're a powerful leader and you believe that, uh, as Washington wrote many times, that you're being judged by the Almighty, that you have to act in a certain way. He was very conscious of uh, how he conducted himself. If you uh, are constantly trying to pursue the most, pursue the most ethical uh, path, you know, in your, in, you know, in your time in your society, if you're doing that, where you're trying to do what you're supposed to do, then you're much more likely, you're much more likely to treat the, your constituents. In a, in a humanely way, if you just happen to believe that you're the, the top of the food chain, then it doesn't really matter how you treat them. It doesn't matter if you tell them about the secrets of the government the government has. It doesn't matter if you give them disclosure about UFOs or uh, particular uh, medicines that will heal them or about new uh, technology that we've discovered. You, you're going to hoard that for yourself because that, that helps you remain at the top of the pyramid. Completely different, diametrically opposed philosophy. It goes on and says, why did the real Illuminati disappear? It says they were wiped out, Hodup says. People have tried to revive them over the years, but it's a money-making scheme. In 1785, the Duke of Bavaria, Carl Theodore, banned secret societies, including the Illuminati, and instituted serious punishments for anyone who joined them. Most other group's secrets were disclosed or published, and if you believe most historians, Illuminati disappeared. For the moment of the disbanding, however, the myth expanded. It's described in the conspiracy theories in American history. Encyclopedia documents found in the homes of high-ranking Illuminati members like Xavier and Von Zwack confirmed some of the spookiest Illuminati theories, like their dreams of world domination and cultish behavior, even though those documents may exaggerate the truth about the group. It says, number five, if the Illuminati vanished, how did their legend live on? Almost immediately after the Illuminati were disbanded, conspiracy theorists about the group sprang up. The most famous conspiracy theories were authored by physicist John Robertson in 1797, who accused the Illuminati of infiltrating the Freemasons, and Abe Augustin Burrell, whose 1797 history of the Jacobins promoted the theory that secret societies, including the Illuminati, were behind the French Revolution. Historians tend to see these as the first in a long line of conspiracy theories, though again, for those who believe the Illuminati are in the world, this is arguably proof of the group's power. Now listen, that's just stupid to, to not believe this. I mean, the Illuminati themselves said that their whole point was to infiltrate these secret societies, infiltrate these different government organizations, and promote their, uh, their worldview. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy fact. That's why uh, the ruler of Bavaria disbanded them. They were conspiring against him. And then as far as the French Revolution goes, well, how else do you think that you were able to organize a revolution? You're in a, at the time of the French Revolution, the monarch, that was an absolute dictatorship. You couldn't have plotted the revolution without meeting secretly you would have been found out by the king's spies and killed immediately. So secrecy was required to have this French Revolution. Secrecy was required 
for the American Revolution. It's what happens after that secrecy that's engaged in that's important. Later on, some of the founding fathers says managed to stoke interest in the Illuminati in the United States. In 1798, George Washington wrote a letter addressing the Illuminati threat. He believed it had been avoided, but but his mentioning it helped bolster the myth. Not a myth, and this is more this is more stupidity. George Washington understood the importance of uh, secrecy, and even he was in charge of the first spy uh, spy group. In the United States, he had spies all over the place during the Revolutionary War. He had to, to to protect them from the armies of the king. So he understood that his his uh, Freemasons group, which he very much uh, adored, which he was a part of, which had probably played a big role for him in organizing the revolution, he realized that it was being threatened by this Illuminati movement, taken over by new members, and he's upset about it. He's rooted them out. He says, "Well, I think we got rid of them all, but we're not sure." That's not a conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact. In the panic caused by the anti-Illuminati books, anti-Illuminati books and sermons, Thomas Jefferson was basically accused of being a member of the group. Thomas Jefferson had a little baggage, and people were talking about him way back then, so who knows. Though these early Illuminati panics fizzled out, they gave the group a patina of legitimacy that later on would help make a centuries-long conspiracy seem more plausible. Yeah, they're really missing the point. Six, are the Illuminati related to the Freemasons? Well, we've kind of gone into that. Uh, We know that they attempted, as Washington said, they were attempting to infiltrate the Freemasons. And how successful we were? Well, we don't know. I'm not a Freemason. Number seven, why do people still believe in Illuminati today? Well, it says the Illuminati never completely disappeared from popular culture. It was always burbling in the background. Well, we know people believe in it because it's not so much the group as it is the philosophy of that group. Number eight, are Jay-Z and Kanye West and other celebrities in the Illuminati? It says, we contacted Kanye West and Jay-Z spokesman, but they did not return our request. Look, who knows if they're in the Illuminati? They could be in some other secret society. But when you're going around flashing the Illuminati gang signs, there's a thought, maybe you are involved in some sort of secret society that has been previously infiltrated by the Illuminati, maybe 100 or 200 years ago. It says, will the Illuminati kill me for this article? Yeah, it's real funny. You know, like I said, it's not even so much the group itself. It's this idea. Man at the top of the pyramid. The more knowledge and the more wealth you can acquire, the more able you are to stay at the top of the pyramid and exploit every single person below you. That's Illuminati, okay? They're the enlightened ones. And here's a fun fact for you. If you type in the word Illuminati backwards, type it in backwards, right up there in your address bar, and push enter, guess what happens? It takes you right to the nsa.gov site. It's hilarious. Try it. Try it. Type in the word Illuminati backwards. Hit the enter button. First thing on the page, nsa.gov. Check it out. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. Thank you.